The friends and partners of Kevin Inman Ministries present Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. Pastor Kevin is committed to equipping you to earnestly contend for the faith. For more information on Pastor Kevin and Contenders Radio, please visit our website at www.kevininman.org. That's www.kevininman.org. Hello and welcome to another edition of Contenders Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Inman, and uh, we are still on location in Canyon Lake, Texas today. We're at Quest Ranch and uh, questranch.com. You can find on the internet or the web place. <laughs> anyway, this, is, um, this has been a great week. We are here today serving. Our friend uh, Corky is here. He runs a great camp here great place to bring church youth groups, junior high, uh, high school, even college groups, adult groups, families can come out and serve. We bring our, uh, have brought our children for a number of years, and our church comes several times a year. Uh, this week, we're helping out another camp out of Lubbock, Texas, so we want to do a shout out to those kiddos from Lubbock, and um, they're a great group of kids, good leaders with them, 40-some-odd uh, of them, I guess 40 or 50. They're out on an adventure today. They're loading up the vans right now. You may hear a few screams and shouts and some footsteps up above us, but uh, they'll be pulling out here any second for their mystery adventure. They've got uh, a lot going on this week, but I wanted to go ahead and uh, keep going, keep the radio going today, and so we're going to just continue on. I was reading this morning uh, Ephesians chapter 1, uh, preached through Ephesians a couple years ago, just a wonderful book. Uh, God's Word is just wonderful. But uh, in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 and following, the Word of God says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before Him. In love, He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the kind intention of His will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us. In all wisdom and insight, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his kind intention, which he purposed in him. And it continues on from there. Beautiful passage of scripture found there in the book of Ephesians. But I was just really struck again this morning, this verse number seven, verse seven, it says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of of his grace Ephesians 1 verse 7 and it was it just struck me again this morning thinking about how rich we are in Christ Jesus and so many Christians live their lives in such a way as as well I, I think about Eeyore I think about a lot of Eeyore Christians they walk around and everything's oh bother that sort of thing like Eeyore from the beloved Winnie the Pooh cartoon but uh, um, folks we, we have no reason to be downcast we have absolutely no reason to be downcast. In fact, you go through the Psalms and, and you see that over and over again. Why so downcast, O oh my soul? We are to put our hope in God. And, and we have, friends, riches just beyond measure, riches beyond our wildest imaginations in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. And so today, and, and probably for a number of shows, as, as we've just 
thought back through how rich we truly are in Christ Jesus. We're going to be talking about that very thing for a number of episodes here, a number, a number of shows. We're going to talk about the riches that we have in Christ, in Christ. And so, you know, I, I, was, I was thinking... Last night we had a we had a campfire and a couple of these young men brought their guitars out and uh, they were playing and we're doing some some music and singing together. It's just a beautiful night. The weather had finally cleared up out here. The stars were out and I was just struck again just how blessed we are to not only know God but to be known by God. And as we sit here in this beautiful place, again, just awestruck thinking about how glorious it is to be saved. Before I was saved, I, I have to I have to admit, before I was saved, I thought things were great on, on some level, and and you know, obviously there were good days, uh, there there were bad days as well, but but sure, everything wasn't just horrible, and yet there was there was an emptiness to to life before Christ. It just there was just a sense of never being satisfied completely, never being fulfilled uh, with any sort of pursuit, be it education or employment, whatever it might be. But uh, the, the, the truth is, before Christ, I was on a broad road that led to destruction. In fact, uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 says, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who enter through it. And folks, that's, that was me before Christ. In fact, that's every human. The Bible tells us that we're, we're steeped in sin at birth. Romans 3.10 says there's none righteous, not even one. All of us are on that broad road. And according to Luke 19.10, we are, we are lost. And, and I know that before Christ, that was me. The condition of my soul was lost. And, and, and just praise God for, for the Son of Man who came to seek and to save that which was lost. And that's what Jesus has done. And, and, and friends, before Christ opened my eyes, his gospel in my lostness, I, I, I was blind to that gospel. It was veiled, according to 2 Corinthians 4.3. Uh, the gospel is veiled to those who are perishing. Before Christ, I was condemned already because of my unbelief. John 3.18 confirms just that, that he who believes in him, meaning Christ, he who believes in the Son of God, is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. 1 Corinthians 11.32 speaks very um, very similarly to, to this subject. It says, when, when we are judged, we are disciplined by the Lord so that we will not be condemned along with the world. You see, those outside of Christ, they, they stand condemned already. We're born under that curse of sin. In fact, friends, it's, it's not only that I was just under that curse and, and feeling empty and lost and that sort of thing, but I was a lover of darkness. And John 3.19 tells us that this is judgment, that the light has come into the world world and men love the darkness rather than the light for their deeds were evil and that that describes me perfectly before Christ John 3:36 continues to tell us how we were abiding under the wrath of God it says that he who believes in the son has eternal life but he who does not obey the son will not see life but the wrath of God abides on him and friends, that is true. In fact, there's there's um, uh, God's coming wrath is 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 stored up for us, waiting for us. Ephesians five six goes on to say that we are not to deceive, let anyone deceive us, rather with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Colossians three six says, for it is because of the things that 
because of these things, rather, that the wrath of God will come upon the sons of disobedience. Basically the same verse there, Ephesians and Colossians, being two of those sister letters that the Apostle Paul sent out um, from prison, part of the prison epistles there. Um, But again, we were awaiting the wrath of God before Christ, outside of Christ, before he redeemed me. I worshipped maybe self. I may have worshipped others, uh, some, you know, form of modern idolatry, if you will. Uh, Just think back to our childhood as we have posters of sports figures or, 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 you know, musicians, that sort of thing, hanging on the wall. And we look up to those folks. Uh, that, that's, 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 in a way, it can be idolatry as we, as we put our affections upon another, affections that are due rightly only unto the Lord. As we, as we worship um, those entertainers, those, those athletes, those people in, in positions of, of um, well, they're in the limelight, so to speak. And, and, and friends, listen, I, I worshiped ignorantly. And John four twenty two says, you worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know for salvation is from the Jews. Jesus was telling that Samaritan woman at the well. Friends, before Christ, I was an evildoer deserving judgment. John 5, 29 tells me that I deserved the judgment of God, uh, committing evil deeds to a resurrection of judgment. And, and that's everyone outside of Christ. Third John 11 says, Beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. The one who does good is of God. The one who does evil has not seen God. And friends, outside of Christ, even my righteous deeds were as filthy rags. There's, there's nothing good within us before Christ. I was of the world and, 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 and not of the Lord. You are from below, I am from above, Jesus says. You are of this world, I am not of this world, John 8, 23. I was still in my sins, it tells me there in John chapter 8 as well, verse 21. Um, he says again, I, I go away and you will seek me and you will die in your sins for I am going, you cannot come. He continues in verse 24 and says, Therefore I said to you that you will die in your sins for unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. John 20 verse 23, Jesus says, If you forgive the sins of any, their sins have been forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they have been retained. And, and friends, listen, that the sins of any, that's, that, that's really all of us before Christ. We are all steeped in sin at birth. In fact, John 8, 44 says that we're of our father, the devil. If we're not in Christ, there's, there's no neutral ground. We're either children of God or children of Satan, children of the devil. John eight forty four. you're of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whoever, or rather whenever he speaks, he lies. He speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And, and, and friends, that is adequately describing, and, and, and there's much more that could be said, but this is describing our sinful condition before Christ. Before Christ. We're, we're outside of Christ. We're in the world. And friends, that is... Just that was me to a T. 
That describes myself. It describes all of us before Jesus saves us. But again, as I'm thinking this morning through the riches of his grace, I was painfully aware of where I've come from, who I was before Christ Jesus saved me. But praise God that that is not true any longer. And so often we get stuck in the past and even even godly people forget what they've been given how they've been blessed what the lord has done for us we are so hung up on past sins past mistakes past failures that we forget the riches that we have in christ jesus he is wonderful and he gives us abundantly he gives us abundantly, and praise God for that. Amen. Praise God for that. So what I want us to do for the rest of our time together today is think about, talk through some of the things that are true of us in Christ now. You see, we used to be dead in our trespasses and sins, but now things are different. We used to have, um, we used to be uh, steeped in sin at birth, but now things are different. We used to be prideful, but now things are different. We were dead, but now we're alive in Christ Jesus. There are a lot of things that have changed. And what I hope to do is to remind us of exactly what has changed. So stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. You are now listening to Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. Hey, just a reminder that you are listening to Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. You can find us on the web at www.kevininman.org. That's www.kevininman.org. You can also find us at contendersradio.com. That's www.contendersradio.com. Be sure and check out the website. On the site, you will find some resources, some articles and whatnot, but you'll also be able to listen to any of the episodes that you have missed right there on the site, on the free audio player, or you can always download the broadcast to listen at your own convenience, even setting up your iPod or your MP3 player to automatically download each new episode as it comes out every single week. What a bargain, man. As always, it's free, and free is a very good price. You're listening to Contenders Radio with Kevin Inman. Well, welcome back. We were talking about who we were before Christ saved us and how, how miserable, how wretched, and, 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 and awful we were before Christ. But praise God that those things have passed, and now, behold, all things have become new. Second Corinthians 5, 17, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, a new creature. The old things have gone, and all things are new. And so we're excited now to think about just what God has given us and the riches that he's given us in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus. And I can't help but think about Titus chapter 3, verses 3, 4, and 5. It says, for we were also once foolish ourselves, disobedient, deceived, enslaved of various lusts and pleasures, spending our life in malice and envy, hateful, hating one another. But when the kindness of God our Savior and his love for mankind appeared, 
He saved us, not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit. Friends, that's what the Lord God has done for us. We were deceived, disobedient, enslaved to lusts and passions and pleasures, spending our life in malice, envy, hateful, hating one another. But then the kindness of God, our Savior, his love for mankind appears and he saves us, not because there was anything good in us already. He saved us based on not our works, but on his righteousness, according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit. God saved us. We're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ and not of ourselves that any man boasts. It's a gift of God. And so when that happens, there are some things that change. Many of them change instantaneously. In a moment, these things become true of us. And so let's talk about some of the things that become true of us in Christ. In fact, in John chapter 19, verse 30, we know that because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross, he cries out, it is finished. He bowed his head. He gave up his spirit, John nineteen thirty. But what he was saying, it is finished, not just his life was finished because he rose from the dead three days later. Friends, you cannot kill the Lord God. You cannot do that. He died. He resurrected from the grave three days later to live forevermore. He existed in all eternity before he took on flesh at the incarnation, and he continues to exist now, um, past, since the incarnation, his life, and, and then his death, burial, and resurrection. He lives forevermore. But friends, listen, when he died upon the cross, he didn't say, my life is finished. He said, the payment for salvation is finished. It is finished, meaning the price for salvation has been paid. My salvation then is fully accomplished in Christ Jesus. It doesn't depend upon my works. It's not of works, lest any man boast. It is a gift of God. And so one thing that's true now of every Christian is that their salvation is fully accomplished by the work of another, and namely by the work of Jesus Christ. Secondly, now that I am a Christian, now that, that Jesus has saved me, now that the kindness of our God and Savior has appeared to redeem us based upon his mercy, his loving kindness, his grace towards us, now I have eternal life as a present possession. It's not a, a carrot that's dangled out in front of me, always ever before me. It's, it's my now, here and now. Eternal life is a present possession possession of every true christian and in john five twenty four, the word of god says truly truly i say to you he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment but has passed out of death into life now i want you to to to, to listen i'm going to read this verse again i want you to listen and if you're able follow along in your own copy of god's word through your bible but look at john five twenty four again my salvation is fully accomplished, John 19.30, but John 5.24 tells us that we have eternal life now. We have eternal life as a present possession now. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. Not will get it. It's not the carrot dangling out in front of us. It doesn't begin, you know, one day in the future, but you have eternal life now. He who hears the word and believes him who sent me 
has eternal life. That means presently, as a present possession. You believe, you receive that, um, you receive the Holy Spirit. Then you believe, you receive, and you have eternal life. You have it as a reality now. You don't have to wait for it. Eternal life doesn't begin at some point in the future after you die, so to speak, right? Uh, um, or, or, or even literally, it doesn't begin then. It begins the moment you believe. The moment God saves you, eternal life is yours. And, and notice it goes on to say in verse 24, So he who hears my word, believes him who sent me, has eternal life and does not come into judgment. So you will not come into judgment. Does not. It doesn't say might not, may not, but does not come into judgment. I know that may sound nitpicky to some, but friends, these words are extremely important. The one who hears the word of God and believes in the God who sent Jesus, and thereby you're believing in Jesus as well, has eternal life presently and does not come into judgment, meaning does not at any point will you come into judgment, but you have passed out of death into life. Now, friends, listen. Passed out of death into life. That's me. That's speaking in a in a tense. That's past. So, if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, right, you have eternal life presently. Eternal life begins the moment you receive Christ, and then you've passed, past tense, passed out of death into life. Again, not trying to be nitpicky, but friends, there are so many people today that are deceiving others. Heard um, uh, someone doing a Facebook Live post uh, just yesterday, uh, some lady uh, trying to uh, convince people that, that uh, the, 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 the way is broad, which it is. The path is narrow that leads to eternal life. It's broad that leads to destruction. She was absolutely on the money with that. But then she started speaking out against those who teach and believe in, in um, eternal life, basically. She was, she was taking um, offense with this ideal, as she called a false notion of once saved, always saved. Uh, but friends, listen, when Jesus saves, he does soundly save and he securely saves. And these verses that we're looking at today speak to that very fact. She's trying to convince the way so many others do that your eternal life isn't eternal uh, at all, that, that you, you have to keep working um, for that salvation. There's no security. And friends, listen, folks that, that try to convince others of, of, of that lie, that there's no such thing as, as eternal security, and, and that's really what it is. It's eternal security. If God gives you eternal life, that means it's forever life. It's not eternal until you make a mistake and sin and he takes it away from you. Oh, but then you uh, confess your sins and ask for forgiveness and, and okay, he's going to give you eternal life back and oh, you mess up again, you sin again, so he takes it from you again. Friends, that's not eternal life. That's conditional life based on your behavior. But the word of God does not teach that we're saved by our behavior. We're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, not by works, not by anything that we do to initiate or to maintain our salvation. The scriptures teach us that we are saved eternally. And so eternal life, according to these verses we've seen already, is a present possession. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but is passed out of death into life. You are born again, Jesus says. 
Born again. We must be born again. Not born again and again and again and again. That's reincarnation. <laughs> that's, uh, that's nonsense. That's false. We are born again. And so it's, it's the second birth. That's what Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3. Man, you must be born again. You must be born from on high, born from God, born from above. And so that is eternal life. First John chapter 5 Verses 11, 12, and 13. 1 John chapter 5, verses 11, 12, and 13 says this. The testimony is this, that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has the life, meaning the eternal life. That's the life he's speaking of. So he who has the Son, verse 12, has eternal life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have the life. This is written that you may know... These things, again, these things are written that you may know. Um, he says, let me try again. These things I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. So once again, he who has the Son has the life. He who does not have the Son does not have the life. These things I've written to you, John says, in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. Friends, the very definition of eternal life is, is, is that eternal life not eternal until you sin and then it's gone again that's that's not eternal life that is not that's temporal life and friends that is not what the bible speaks of we have eternal life in christ jesus and so my salvation's fully accomplished i have eternal life right now as a present possession and thirdly i have jesus christ as my present possession it's not just that i have eternal life but i have jesus christ as my present possession verse 12 again first john 5 verse 12 he who has the son has the life he who does not have the son of god does not have the life so friends listen we have the son of god we have jesus a fourth thing when when we're saved the moment that we're saved this becomes true of us as well that that we know the one true god we know him. John seventeen three. John seventeen three says, This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. That's Jesus' prayer, his, his uh, we call it the high priestly prayer. I, I like to call it the Lord's prayer. Um, I know most people and most Bibles even identify the, the prayer that begins our Father, the our, our Father prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Um, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it, is, as it is in heaven. It continues from there, but that's what we commonly think of as the Lord's prayer. But John chapter 17 is where Jesus himself is praying. He prays for those disciples that were with him the, those days he walked upon the earth then he prays for all of the disciples um, after that he prays for himself first actually in john 17 verses 1 through 6 if memory serves then for his disciples that were with him and then for the disciples who would come after him meaning you and i and every other christian that that will um every other person that will become christians and become born again every single one that will take place until jesus returns so we have uh, eternal life as a present possession and we 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 have it um a salvation that's fully accomplished meaning we don't have to work for that salvation any longer it's complete it's done it's paid for we have jesus as our present possession and we know the one true god we know the one true god we have time for just one more i believe here um, and this one is from ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through 10 
Ephesians chapter 2, let me get there, verses 1 through 10. This, this is speaking of the fact that we have uh, salvation by His grace. And I alluded to this earlier when I quoted verse, verse uh, 8, 9, and 10. Um, by grace you've been saved through faith. But, but let's look at this entire passage with a few minutes that we have left today. So we have a salvation that's fully accomplished. We have eternal life now presently as a present possession. We have Jesus Christ as our present possession, verse John 5, 12. And we know the one true God, First John um, chapter 2, verse 3, John 17, 3, and First John 5, 20. says, we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. So knowing the true God is eternal life. But the last thing that we'll look at today is this. We have been saved by his grace. I was once in darkness, but now I am in the light. Why? Because I have been saved by his grace. I love Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 through 10. It says this, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, and the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them we too all formerly lived with in the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves it's the gift of God not as result of works so that no one may boast for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them friends when I preached through this at our at our church at Grace Point at Eagle Heights back in Orange Texas I told our people listen we were dead in our trespasses and sins, Ephesians 2.1. What can dead people do? And the answer is nothing. Now, if you watch these crazy walking dead zombie type movies and you're anticipating some kind of zombie apocalypse, friends, that's just fiction. That's a make-believe. The Word of God says that we're dead in our trespasses and sins, and you and I both know that dead people cannot do anything. We can't do anything when we're dead, which means we can't save ourselves. We can't do anything to change our position. We have to be made alive by God. He has to breathe into us the breath of life. He has to regenerate us. It's by his grace alone. That's why we know verse 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. Friends, listen, John chapter 1, verses 12 and 13 would, would, would show us that, that even the ability to believe first comes from God. It's been granted to us by God himself. And so what can a dead person do? Absolutely nothing. And that was us. We were dead in our trespasses and sins. But verse 4 says, But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our sins, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. So friends, our salvation is fully accomplished. We have eternal life presently now. Jesus Christ is our present possession. We know the one true God through Jesus Christ. Jesus is God, remember? And 
and we've been saved by his grace. What a tremendous benefits package we have in Christ Jesus. Now, my friends, that's all the time we have for today. But next time when we when we meet up again, we're going to look more at this this benefits package, if you will, that we have the riches of the grace of Jesus Christ that is available to us, the riches, the fullness, all of that therein available to us in Christ Jesus. Now that we are saved, we have ever Uh, every reason to hope, to be thankful, to be grateful, to be gracious, and to walk in a newness and a joyful type of life because of the riches of His grace. God bless you until next time. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast of Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. For more information on this or other broadcasts, please log on to our website, contendersradio.com. That's contendersradio.com. You can also find us on the web at kevininman.org. That's kevininman.org. There you will find podcast episodes, blog posts, study helps, and more. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you in your pursuit of the truth.